I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead. And joining me again, we're running it back. We're doing a couple of listeners. We're going to hear from three listeners today. They're going to share some hot takes about the Dallas Mavericks. And before we get to them, it is official. The Dallas Mavericks will play the LA Clippers in the first round of the playoffs. The uh, Nuggets, the Nuggets uh, ducked the Mavericks a little bit. So we'll talk about that in a second. But before we do, today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, so the Denver Nuggets ducked the Dallas Mavericks. They've been kind of sort of in and out, resting their starters here and there, especially during the fourth quarter. They kind of threw that game to the Lakers. They then, against the Clippers last night, threw that game as they didn't play their starters the entire fourth quarter. And so they decided that they don't want to play the Mavericks, which, hey, I kind of don't blame them. So the Mavericks will play the Clippers in the first round. That is decided. We will do a whole bunch of previews. We're going to do a crossover with Locked On Clippers earlier, uh, later in the week. So... We will talk all about that. We're not going to talk about that much today, but wanted to do a couple of injury things, a couple of newsy items. The last two-minute report from the Mavericks-Portland game, and before you groan and whine and complain about it, which I understand, but it confirmed every single call in the last two minutes, even Porzingis's uh, sixth foul, even Burke's you know, off-ball foul on Lillard that confirmed all those, said that those were correct calls, so... Throw your hands up in the air and say, hey, all right, that's just the way that it is, and we'll move on with it. So the Mavericks play the Phoenix Suns today on Thursday. That game is a little bit earlier in the day, actually. Some of you may have already uh, watched that game as you're listening to this. And uh, for that game, Seth Curry and Chris Porzingis are questionable. Dorian Finney-Smith and Maxi are probable. That game means everything for the Mavericks, and it means nothing, or everything for the Suns, and nothing for the Mavericks. The Mavericks have nothing to gain or lose with that game. The Suns have everything to lose or gain. If the Suns lose this game, then they will not be in the play-in. If the Suns win this game and Memphis loses to the Bucks, then the Suns are in to the play-in. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Mavericks play with them a little bit and then fourth quarter maybe rest the rest of their guys i don't see luca and porzingis playing a whole lot in this game but we'll see we'll have a post game pod for you as well so that's what we got that's what's going on with the mavericks right now uh here we go let's get into some of our fan listeners hot takes these are ones that you guys sent to me on twitter i loved all the ones that i saw lots of optimism lots of mavs fans feeling pretty good about this team so let's hear from our first fan talking about their hot takes and how they feel about the mavericks right now all right, and joining me now, another true MFFL Mavs fan himself. It's Kyler. Kyler, what you got for me today? How's it going, guys? Really appreciate y'all having me on the show. Big fan, big fan. How long have you been a Mavs fan? Oh, straight out of the womb since, since I was born. <laughs> MFFL for life. They just put one of those foam fingers and one of those like like foldable fans that you get at the exactly. ACC right in your hand as soon as you got out, right? Right, right, yep. Yeah. Clapper in one hand, foam finger in the other. <laughs> there you go. Um, so far, Kyler, have you been satisfied with the way the Maps have played in the bubble so far? I have. I think it's encouraging. I mean, a lot, a lot of clutch games, right? Most of them, I think, I think the biggest loss is like, what, 15 points? But even that game against the Clippers was tied in the fourth quarter. We had a chance to, to bring it up there in the end. 
there's still concerns for, for the clutch time play, but I think I think the Mavs play is encouraging, you know, and, and these close games would be a, a good tune-up on playoff time. Yeah, yeah. I think everyone knows where we stand on it. We've been encouraged by the way they've played. I think all of them have been clutch games because Clippers game was within five exactly. with five minutes to go, right? That's what qual- qualifies a clutch game. So they've played, you know, all these games so close, and it's just the difference between a win and loss is just so small, right, for some of these games, especially that Portland game, the Rockets game, you know, things like that. Uh, and to mention, the rotation has been down with Seth missing some games here and there. Obviously, Luca and Porzingis and Dorian missed that game. Uh, we're also right. without Dwight Powell and Jalen Brunson and Courtney Lee. Like those guys could have been rotation players, depending on which teams they were playing. So glad that we've. Uh, I think we're all kind of satisfied with the way they've played, not necessarily with the results. Um, but what's been what's been the most frustrating thing for you about the Mavs so far in the bubble? The most frustrating thing about the Mavs in the bubble. I mean, it's, it's just those clutch losses, just like like we've been talking about. But I, I feel like they're going to pull through here in the end. I really do. So you're you're feeling good going in the playoffs. You're feeling good about it. I am. I I, I, I I'd be lying if I said I wanted the Clippers. But I, like I said, I guess that, that game against the Clippers, I, I came out with some encouraging takeaways. Right, we played them a lot better than I than I thought we would. To be honest, like in the, the first few games we played in the pre bubble, it wasn't as encouraging as, as that game was. So. I think we can uh, definitely hold our own in that game, in that round series. So far with the Mavs, so far this season and then even in the bubble, what do you think has been the Mavs' biggest weakness? What do you think they need to address the most, maybe going into the playoffs or maybe even in the offseason? Oh, the defense for sure. I mean, we light it up. We 150 points against that game in the Rockets. I think they're leading <laughs> the most points per game in the bubble, but my goodness, we're, we're, we're paper thin on defense. We, we They even just... 60 points on us, like it was nothing. So I think I think we need to buckle it up on defense. But on that note, Doncic, Luca's really been stepping up his game. So hopefully he can be. Uh, he's been our focal point, like on the offensive side, and really get the team going on that side. But hopefully on the other side of the ball, I can uh, rally the troops as well. It feels like it just there has to be a roster change, right? I don't think that this team can go to the mountaintop. Maybe you disagree, and we'll talk about your take coming up here. But. Um, it feels like they need some kind of change, right? I don't think that this specific group can get there defensively and uh, and step up in, in real big, you know, moments so far. I agree, especially when Burke's on the floor. I mean, that guy knows one thing, and it's a store, but uh, <laughs> he's a little bit small on the defensive end. So yeah, he tries hard. I've been really impressed with his effort. He but, does, yeah. but you know, effort yeah, doesn't isn't everything. On Dame yesterday, actually, yeah, yeah, close out on him pretty well. All right, so the reason why you're here. Your hot take. I asked everyone to give me a hot take. Here's your hot take, all right? And now you have to defend it. The Mavs' clutch time woes will finally subside as they take down the Clippers in seven, winning each game in the final seconds. So, Kyler, really, you're a real believer that these clutch time woes, that all of a sudden all the karma the Mavs have had against them, the bad karma they've had against them, the you know the basketball <laughs> gods have not been smiling on the Mavericks in clutch games, that it will subside. And they will take down the Clippers in seven games, winning each of them in the final seconds. Kyler, you feel good about this take? Some might call me overly optimistic, but I, I, I think they could they could pull pull it out. Like I said, like we we have been losing these clutch games. I, I, I'll admit, but it's been encouraging. There's been encouraging signs coming out of there. We're, we're really playing hard in those final minutes. And I think Luca and KP KP is coming out these games strong. He just needs to end the, the games like that. I think KP will. Coming to his own at the end of the games and, and, and push us through. Like we, we have the star power to compete with the with the Clippers. It's just a matter of 
pulling together and making sure everything clicks. You're not concerned about Montrezl Harrell coming back, Patrick Pat- Patrick Beverly being you know back in the rotation, Lou Williams back in the rotation. He wasn't fully healthy or, or fully back when they played. Like you're not worried about any of those guys. Oh no, Montrezl scares me, and not, and not not in the slightest. We put Boban out there, and Bobby will expose him. <laughs> <laughs> man, man, that might be a hotter take than the Mavs are going to win. <laughs> Love my Mavs, man. Love my Mavs. So the the Mavericks have played, what, they've played three games against the Clippers now, and they've lost all three of them, I believe. Uh, what's going to change yeah. for the Mavericks? So it's it's just Luka's just going to step up more. Porzingis is going to step up more. Just what else has to change for you to for this you know hot take to come true? Well, I think in those first three games, when it, when it came down to these clutch moments, we've been relying on the perimeter shooting, which was before the bubble, our shot was falling. So it really, it really was a movement, but... And the bubble, our shot hasn't been falling as frequent, so I think they've been attacking the hoop a lot more. So Luca, you can see, has been very aggressive in the final minute. So I think that's the turning point that can kind of change the series if we can grab one of those first couple games by just attacking the hoop in the final minutes and closing these games out rather than relying on our outside shot. That's not quite falling at the moment. And then at that, and then you just have to score more than the other team, right? I mean, this Mavs team's not going right. to stop. They're not going to stop the Clippers, but at least they can, you know, <laughs> they can score more points for sure. You're not worried about Zubac yeah. at all? I mean, 21 and 15, the last time they played, you're not worried about him? Zubac, yeah, he is impressive. I can't believe the Lakers, to this day, just gave him away for, for air, it seems like. But Why has everybody got to no, say like that? Said, we, <laughs> 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 no, like I said, we have plenty of bodies down low. That we can throw Maxie's is oh my I, I think I honestly think we should throw Maxie on Kawhi the whole time he's, he's the best perimeter defender we have right now him and Dodo so I think Maxie can hold his own down there and I know we're a little thin Dwight Dwight's a big miss but we 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 we, we have plenty of bodies to throw at him. <laughs> Yeah, so the Mavericks will try. Uh, Kyler, he thinks that the Mavericks are going to take down the Clippers in seven, all of them in clutch games. So that's his hot take. Kyler, thanks so much for joining us. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Y'all have a good one. Coming up, more from the listeners, more hot takes coming, and there's some spicy ones coming up soon. But before we do, guys, we've been telling you, we've been trying to tell you, if you have anything you need for your car, rockauto.com is the place to get it. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models and all kinds of different cars, rockauto.com has every single part for every single car that you could need. Why would you go spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? You could just go get them at rockauto.com. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oils, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clips to delivered right to your door. RockAuto.com's catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. It's so easy. All you have to do is just click the make, the model, the year of your car. It shows you all the parts that are available for your vehicle, and then you just click and find the right one. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle by choosing the brand, specification, and even the prices that you prefer. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box that they know that we sent you. Again, right in locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. Amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com all right another listener with a hot take a spicy one this is luke what you got for me luke what's up man um don't got much headed to school soon so headed back to school you ready getting ready for that you know you worried about it not really i think i think it'll be good i'm online so i'll just be oh there you go i guess so you're not really headed anywhere I'm I'm going to Waco, but I'm, I'm I'll be traveling around the country, I guess. Going, road tripping. You going to Baylor? Yeah. Nice, 
Nice. All right, so uh, how long have you been a Mavs fan? Oh, so I've been a Mavs fan really since I was born other than Dallas. So um, I grew up having season tickets to the Mavs and love Dirk. I, I, I still cry whenever I watch like 2011 highlights and, you know. <laughs> It means more to you than anything in life. I understand that feeling. I, I, it does. It really, it truly does. Man, we need to do some. I, I, we probably have to do something on this pod about what 2011 means to people out there because, man, it just it, it means it means more than right just now, like a sports moment. Well, I still have. So I have the banner hung up in my room. Like I have like this miniature banner. Yeah. And then I have, I have like all of the the Go Mavs like posters that they would put on the seats from those that playoff run. I I still fall asleep looking at those <laughs> every night, just remembering, remembering the feeling. Uh, okay, so with, with this team though, the twenty nineteen twenty twenty season, have you been satisfied yeah. the way the Mavs have played in the bubble so far? Oh no! In fact, not at all. I Justin Jackson needs to stop getting minutes. This is my uh, yeah, but that's your in whole general, thing. I think that I'm I really am anti Justin Jackson. I'm out, but um. I mean, Luca's been great. Porzingis has been even better than he was, like post All Star break. It's it's looking great. Um, I'm I'm confident against the Clippers. I'll, I'll be honest. So you haven't been satisfied with the way that they've been playing, but you're confident about playing the, the Clippers. That's kind of interesting. To no, me. I so I saw a tweet and it was like I'm more dissatisfied with losses than satisfied with wins. Yes. and that's kind of how I'm feeling. <laughs> I think that's very true about I, lots of Mavericks fans. <laughs> it's, the losses are brutal. They're just, they, they hurt me. <laughs> well, if the, if the team means that much to you, then I can completely understand that. So, uh, but you're satisfied with the, I mean, obviously the base so far, Luca and Porzingis building off of that. And, it, and, and Dorian, Dorian's been great. And he'll, he'll probably be, he, he's looking more like the third option every day. And Maxi, of course, love his defense. And yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, Tim, of course, when when his shot's good, I'm confident he stretches the floor. But when he's missing, like he might as well not be. He might as well not play. <laughs> yeah, Dorian's be, Dorian spot up shooting has been one of the biggest revelations of this season, especially considering. I mean, you remember when he first came into the league and he was a rookie. We were all talking, man, if this guy could get a shot and. We talked. How long do we talk about that on this podcast? Like I don't know, three years. It feels like yeah, man. Oh, so the thing that you're frustrated the most about the Mavericks right now is just Justin Jackson minutes. So that whatever, like ten minutes yes. a game that he's getting, you just think that that needs to completely go away. Yeah, I don't know why he's getting the minutes when we have like competent bench, other bench players that can play. Like, also, I don't. I guess I don't understand why Trey Burke's getting the amount of minutes he's getting, but whatever, he's he's still efficient. Um, but Josh Reeves can come off the bench, and I think he can create some good offense, and he's not getting minutes. Antonius Cleveland, like both of them were looking good in the game the other day. And you'd rather have you'd rather have both of the two way guys than Justin Jackson. Yeah. Yes. You you feel much better about those guys. Uh, so I you- do. You think that end of the bench is your biggest weakness, which takes you to your hot take. This is this is Luke's hot take. He said MKG needs to get significant minutes if the Mavs want a chance at making it out of the West. Okay, lots yeah. to unpack in that hot take right there. First of all, <laughs> uh, 
getting out of the West. I mean, you're thinking you're thinking long term here. You're you're not even I, just yeah, confident I, with the Clippers. You're you're talking about you know after that. Right now, is the, if the bracket just stays the way that it is, and we're recording this before Clippers um, Nuggets on uh, Wednesday night, the Mavericks would then go through the Clippers in the first round, the Nuggets potentially, or the Jazz in the second round, and then Lakers Rockets. You know, maybe OKC in the in the third round. You're confident with all those. I hear all of those teams and I'm like, of course they're great teams and, but we've shown that we can beat great teams. We didn't, we didn't play our best basketball and we were able to beat the Bucks. Of course, Luca was lighting up, but still, I, I really think we can do it. But MKG needs to get minutes because he's the only one who can, well, you know, we have Dorian that can defend on the wing. Maxi can, can do it. Um, but really we need MKG to take those, to take some minutes and be able to just be really scrappy against Lou Will, Harold, Kawhi, Paul George, and even like Pat Bev and Marcus Morris, I, I think. So you're not concerned about MKG being a pretty much a non-factor on offense. You're just like, we need him we for the, have, we need our, him for the defense and that's enough. it. Yes. I mean, and our offense is, is good enough. Like we can, if our guys are on, we can stretch the floor enough and we can have him just cut to the basket and we'll look for him for the cut. But other than that, like we'll, we'll have the offense spread out enough that it's not, we don't need to hit a spot of shoot, you know? What do you think is significant minutes for MKG? Like, give me, give me a ballpark number. I would say give him 15 to 20 and, and then not 20, 15. I, I'd say 15 is a good, a good solid number for him because you need him out there whenever can't play you, you have to have them out with shooters but i don't know i would i would honestly be interested in seeing him start That's really who would you who would you so the starting lineup right now as it stands luca curry tim hardaway uh then dorian and kp who would you start him over right now so i would take out dorian because i think dorian wow. would be a really effective piece wow I, I think you play him more as a six man and have him be the like spark off the bench Interesting. So you keep the shooting with Curry and Tim Hardaway. You're literally just using MKG as the defense. And so you think MKG is that much better of a defensive player than Dorian to take his starting spot? I don't, but I think Dorian is enough of an offensive player that he should come off the bench instead to be like the, the leader and spark off the bench. Interesting. Interesting. I'm going to completely disagree with you there, and I did not expect you to pick him, but... Uh, that's why this is your take, and that's what you're going to stand up for. So you're confident that if MKG gets significant minutes, the Mavs will make it out of the West. If Carlisle changes his, you know, changes his plan, is like, all right, MKG now is going to play 15 minutes a night. The Mavs are making it out of the West. I yeah, I guess I guess that's where I'm at. That I think that's the key. You yeah yeah. I don't know. It's it's tough. I think the hardest part is the Clippers. And if we can beat the Clippers, I'm at the point where I feel like we could beat anyone and we need the wing defender in MKG. It's, I don't think, I honestly don't think it's that crazy to say that if the Mavericks beat the Clippers, they can make it to the finals because that's the team, right? That's the team, right? If if, if that was supposed to make it to the finals. Yeah, that's yes. I I totally agree. I think we've shown we can, we can beat the Lakers on any given night. For sure. The jazz, the jazz, I'm not, I'm not super concerned no. about the Jazz. Nuggets, no. Rockets, no. Nuggets, I think we can, yeah. U- ultimately, the Clippers are, are our biggest 
threat. And then the Lakers, you know, playoff LeBron will be is tough to beat, but I think we can do it. Uh, and I'm excited to see Luca in the in the, in the playoffs. Absolutely, super he, excited. He wants to win more than anyone. He does, and this is the first time we're going to see him against you know actual NBA playoff play. And the Clippers have been saving up whatever they're saving up for the playoffs, and so it's going to be interesting yeah. to see all that work out. Luke, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate your take, and hopefully you're right, and hopefully the Mavs do make it out of the West. <laughs> thanks, man. Coming up, our final listener hot take, and this one might be the hottest of them all. The Mavericks should want to play the Clippers instead of the Nuggets. We'll hear that coming up. All right, and joining me now, MFFL, true MFFL. Connor goes to Texas Tech. What you got for me, Connor? Hi. Uh, so first of all, I want to give my respects. Great podcast. Uh, you and Isaac make up two of the best on the mic. Definitely appreciate listening to you guys. Um, and my hot take is that I think that Mass fans should be feeling pretty good about facing the Clippers, actually. And I think that they should be looking forward to facing the Clippers more than the Nuggets in the first round. It's spicy. It's a spicy take, and we'll get to it. We'll get to it coming up. Uh, let's start here. How long have you been a Mavs fan? Um, I've been a Mavs fan since uh, I was about 11, so nine years. There you go. Yeah, a while. When, so you were 11, let's say nine years ago. It was like right before the finals, right? Or during Just the about, finals. I got a, yeah, I had a, a friend who was actually uh, he was a Heat fan, and so he actually got me into, into basketball a lot, and so... You know, I was kind of following the Heat to their playoffs, and I started following the Mavs just as about the, they beat the Thunder. So yeah, it was just about whenever the Mavs won the first championship. And you were feeling good. You're feeling good about them. You're like, I'm, I'm, I'm in on this team. This Dirk guy, I think he's pretty good. There's no question about it. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Uh, so far, with the Mavs playing in the bubble. Have you been satisfied with the way they've played? Um, I'd say decently satisfied. Uh, I definitely like to see a little bit the team playing well together instead of having Luca have a good game, KP having a good game, Tamarva Jr. having a good game. Um, but I definitely like what I see from Luca, KP, and Finney Smith has definitely picked it up. Um, overall, I can't complain. I'm not going to be too negative. Yeah, so you're feeling good about him. You just want some more consistency, which I think is completely normal for a team that is super young like this team and is to be expected. Uh, what is the thing that you're most frustrated with? You watch a game and you're like, man, can't they just do this? For some people, it's free throws, defense. You know, What's something you're most frustrated about? Um, I have to do it. Justin Jackson, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're the second guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just... Let's just give Gilchrist Kid- those minutes and just move on. I'm sorry. I can't take it anymore. You're done. You're just done with him. Yeah, unfortunately. It stinks because he's such a nice guy, and you want to root for him, and you're like, man, he he fits the profile. You know, when he was drafted, you're like, oh, man, this is like a guy with long wingspan that can defend and can you know supposedly shoot as the greatest floater in NBA history, and <laughs> here we, and here we are at this yeah. point. Uh, yeah, you're not you the, love, you're you not love the first the one to say that. The hometown player, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, the, you're, the homeschooled player. <laughs> oh, that's true. I forgot that Jeff Van Gundy called him the greatest <laughs> homeschool player ever this year. Was that this season? I, I, it has to be. I heard it so many times. <laughs> I think so. I think <laughs> I'll have to go look that up again. Um, what do you think is the Mavericks' biggest weakness? Let's go something besides like Justin Jackson or the, the end of the bench. Like, what's the, what's the biggest weakness that you've seen? Um, I definitely say wing depth, especially playing in the Western Conference. Um, you know, I know people wanted to trade for Covington or try to, you know, whip up a trade during the season to help the wing depth. I just, it, it's very uncertain with that aspect. 
Yeah, for sure. I think that's definitely something they have to address, and it definitely doesn't help that you know Curry has missed some games here and there, and that and you know the right. um, you know Courtney Lee has been out for this whole thing. I think he would have gotten some run here and there, and probably would have taken some of Justin Jackson's minutes because of his experience and you know his you know player profile. But all right, we're getting to it right now. Your hot take. You teased it at the beginning. Connor's hot take. Mavs fans should want the Clippers. They have a better chance to beat the Clippers than the Nuggets. Connor, defend your take. The Mavericks have a better chance to beat the Clippers than the Nuggets. Look, whenever you just look at the season restart, I think the Nuggets have benefited the most. I think that Michael Porter Jr. was good. He got a little playing time before. He's a completely different player that I think puts him over the top. I think Bull Bull is definitely an X-factor. And honestly... I think that the Denver Nuggets could be representing the Western Conference in the NBA Finals. That's another hot take. But but I'm not going to say they're going to win the championship. I don't think think Adam Silver would be very happy with that. (laughs) But I do think it is very possible that they could be representing the Western Conference. I look at the Clippers, and they're a great team on paper, but I just don't feel like they're looking at them in the bubble. I mean, their defense, address their defense first. Their defense is fantastic. Uh, People are nervous about Paul George and Kawhi. I just think that with as much as the the Mavs, excuse me, the Mavs run pick and rolls, as great as the offensive coach Rick is, they're going to target Lou, Zubak in the pick and roll. I'm not really too worried on the offensive end. Might be underestimating how bad the Mavericks can be defensively. But I think that Paul George, he has to prove that he can be a playoff performer again. And he was injured last year. He has to prove himself. Kawhi, I'm not going to doubt him. Lou Will has been okay in the bubble. Um, and, and, and Harold, I don't know what they're doing with him. I don't know when he's going to be integrated back. Um, Marcus Morris, and you know, so I just think that I think that the Mavericks are going to win game one. And from there on, it could be a series. You have enough good games. The Clippers miss enough shots. You have a guy stepping up like Tim Hardaway Jr. or Trey Burke maybe off the bench. I think it's possible. So you you don't believe the hype in the Clippers. You're just hearing all this hype about the Clippers, 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 and you're like, ah, it's Kawhi and then Paul George and a bunch of dudes. You're not really you're not impressed with the Clippers. As good as they are on paper, you think they'd be more of this juggernaut, like watching them yeah. in person. But I don't really get that feeling from them. I think yeah. this is a very beatable team. Yeah, they've they've missed a lot of games. It feels like, and they've had guys sit. You know, Kawhi's still doing some you know load management injury stuff here and there. Uh, Paul George has missed some games. They've all kind of missed games, and even in the bubble, it feels like that too. I mean, Patrick Beverly's missed a bunch of games. Montrezl Harrell hasn't even played yet. Lou Williams went and got his wings at Magic City. I mean, this team is just. It seems like they're all over the place. We're just waiting for. You know, it seems like the whole NBA is kind of waiting. All right, when is, when is this Clippers team going to band together and become this incredible team that they claim to be? Right. Right, exactly. So, and, and, yeah, the thing with Magic City doesn't help. This team just, I don't know, I just don't feel this team that it's going to come out and destroy the Mavs in five, or in four and five. I really don't see that. I think the Nuggets could. I think the Nuggets would surprise people with how good they are if they were to face the Mavericks. But I just, I think, I don't know how probable it is, but it's definitely not impossible that the Mavericks can win against the Clippers. So you're feeling good. You're feeling good, and you'd rather have the Clippers than the Nuggets. What's What about the Nuggets are you so worried about or scared about? I just think that there's there's too much offensive talent now. Um, I do think Michael Porter Jr. puts him over the top. Yeah. Um, I can easily see Jamal Murray going off one game against us. Um, and there's just too much there. It would probably be a, a shootout if we were to face them because they are better defensively, but not enough you know, defend 
the powerhouse that Lucan is and all that. But I just think that, especially how valuable it was last year, they probably should have been in the Western Conference Finals. And uh, I think experience in the playoffs is, is extremely valuable. This team has played together before last year. Uh, Jokic, in my eyes, last year's playoffs made him the best center in the league. So I just think that this team just has too much going for it uh, to just not be a first-round threat or to get threatened in the first round. You know what I mean? I'm with you. I think I think I get it. The Nuggets have sort of had this progression, and they were, you know, like, oh, this up-and-coming fun team. Remember they had that, like, play-in game, basically, to make the playoffs right, against the Timberwolves. Yeah. Then they made, you know, they won a round, and they sh- could have been in the final, the Western Conference Finals last year if they beat the Blazers, and that was close series. And then now they're, they're here, and their team's still, still all kind of all over the place. So maybe they get it all together, and they can put it together. So, Connor, there you go. That's his hot take. Connor, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. There you go. Hope you appreciate that. We'll continue to do those if you guys like them. We'll be back after the Phoenix game. And then, guys, we have playoff previews coming in. We'll be doing a crossover pod with the Locked On Clippers podcast. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.